This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, everyone, to Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager, here with Director of Braves Alumni Relations, Greg McMichael. And I think we're going to say this is the kickoff to the 2024 season, this episode right here. Obviously, if you're a regular listener, we took uh, took a couple weeks, few weeks off there at the end of the season. We had to lick our wounds just like all of y'all. I will start there, Greg. I mean, there's no other way to put it. That ending to the season was tough. That was really, really hard. It sucked. Uh, if I know y'all were I know y'all were hurting out there and upset and disappointed and there's no different for us here in the office. We all it you know, it, it was a really, really tough ending. It was a lot tougher, I felt like, than the twenty twenty two ending. Um, 2022, you know, you're coming off the World Series, and it's like, well, and you hated losing to a division rival, but there was rotation health issues. I mean, Strider was trying to come off the oblique. Max was sick. We didn't really know it at the time, but Max was sick. So there was a lot there you could look at and just be like, well, it just wasn't our year. This one was uh, this one was a, a, it was a tough pill to swallow. No, There's no other way to yeah. put it painful yeah and then to watch the world series and thinking man that was just we get past the phillies and we just need a spark couldn't spark because we were clearly still the best team yeah i know that. I, I mean i per, i'm obviously i'm biased but i just don't see how any of those teams that were left that they could have they should have beaten us i know so i i totally with you i guess let's let's start here so you were a lot a part of a lot of those great Braves teams in the '90s. You were on the World Series team that won it. You were on some that that didn't win it. That quote unquote. Should. I think you've even said yourself. I know the '93 team was great. The '96 team was one that you look at and That's like tremendous. Should right. Coulda shoulda. We were there. I mean, we were, we were there, there in the show. So you know, it's '99. Uh, I wasn't on that team, but they were another team that they would probably said that hey, we we should have won. You know, we should have perform better it's always tough but it's hard to really you know kick yourself a whole lot when you're in the world series and maybe you don't you know you get a few bad breaks i mean in 96 we just um we came out the gate on fire win two in a row in new york how do you not think that this is you know we're the team we're going to continue this dynasty and and um went real off about two or three you know world series and then you come back and a, a few crazy things happen in in atlanta and you, you let it slip away those hurt but you know you're there in the mix right when you don't even get there i think that's where it's really disappointing you know that anything can happen in a series and anything can happen in the world series and all that kind of stuff but when you when you don't get there and you just flat out cold it that does sting and you know the expectations were really high for this team because hey you're the best team in baseball you had the best player in baseball you had the best lineup in baseball and then you lose to a team that's that wasn't as good as you and then you see the teams that win they weren't as good as you it it hurts right and um, it just takes a while to get over that but then at some point you move on and you figure out what do we got to do to get better what were the mistakes and 
and you do your self-evaluation and then you get into your workouts and then it's all about your routine again and, and getting prepared for spring training and getting mentally prepared. You know, you're, you're kind of in rest mode, but then, you know, you're starting to pick up a ball here probably next month and you're definitely working out and the body's healing up and, you know, you start making your goals and all that good stuff. So these guys are professionals. They're, they're still just as good as they were. Now it's a matter of Alex, is he going to, is he going to add, you know, a few pieces and we already know we got to add a couple coaches. And, Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you do things like that, but I think they're probably getting ready to get into their routine and and get ready for 2024 as a player how long on average would it take you from your mind shifting from looking back at the year that was to okay i'm moving on i know physically you kind of have a schedule or you kind of mm-hmm. have that mapped out of you know this is when i'm going to pick up a ball for the first time i'm going to start doing my workouts this date i've at the end of the season i'm going to build in this much rest but mentally when I mean, maybe it's different every year, but when would you kind of switch from looking back at what was and then, okay, I'm looking forward to what's going to be? Well, the good thing about being a reliever is that you have to have short accounts, right? So you you know that you could get beat up one night and you're going to turn around and be there the next night. So it wasn't difficult for me because I, I just knew that that was part of the job. To be successful as a reliever, you have to have short accounts. And so for me, if we had a disappointing postseason, then uh, it didn't take me long to get over that. Then really you're just waiting for your body to heal up a little bit, but you don't want to take too much time off because then it's hard to kind of get going again. So I would, um, I don't think it's good for anybody just to kind of flat out not do anything. Whereas the old school ball players, they would show up, they wouldn't do anything all winter. And then they would, they would come in and use spring training to get ready. That, that that hasn't been that way in a long time. So you really wouldn't take too much time off. You would just make sure you were healed up and whatever things you had to do, you would evaluate your, do you need to change your workout schedule, your workout routine? Do you need to hire a new uh, guy to help you? You know, get better in the offseason. Well, there's something that you saw during the season that maybe you need to tweak a pitch. Um, you need to go fly and see somebody. You need to call and evaluate how is this pitch going to get better. I wasn't happy with it. I really developed it last year. But, you know, so you're just kind of evaluating everything at this point because once you start, you don't want to be – you don't want to be tweaking stuff, right? You want to get right into, okay, this is my game plan. And here's what I'm going to work on. Here's what my goal is. Here's how I'm going to get better. I feel like that I faded maybe in July or August or had a down month or I got injured. So you just kind of, you're kind of evaluating all that. And then you got to set a game plan. You got to go for it. Well, and I'm sure I know our guys are going to come back and hungrier than ever. Mm-hmm. I feel like the end of this one, it's got to be just you got to use that as good fuel for next year and you know we're going to come back strong as ever and we're going to show that we we can do this again so i did what you touched on the coaches as as of the time we're taping this it's thursday november 9th Uh, ron washington announced yesterday officially as the new manager of the angels it hasn't been announced officially at least not that i've seen yet but reportedly ey eric young senior will join wash with the angels will be their third base coach again not officially announced as of this taping, but we're going to go with that because that makes from, sense. Coming from reputable sources, it makes sense. Boy, talk about bittersweet. Mm. So happy for Wash. And if, if EY is in deal, happy as heck for him, too. We've had them both on this show before. Just such great guys. 
great coaches. Man, I, I selfishly, I still wanted to. I wanted to show up opening day, twenty twenty four, and look out and see Wash over in that third base box and EY in that first base box. And that's just pure selfishness out of me. I just love those guys. But really, really happy for them. Wash, more than deserving of another shot, of, of being a mm-hmm. big league manager. Yeah, He rejoins another former behind the Braves guest, Perry Manazian, out there with the Angels. So uh, rooting for them. I mean, obviously, it's Braves all day for me. But gosh, I really hope that the Angels can can kind of start to get that thing turned around out there. Um, but just overall, super happy for Wash. Much deserved. I know our players, our fans are all going to miss him. NDY too. I do feel like, you know, a lot of these guys, this core group that we have here with the Braves, they've worked with Wash for years. It's not like they're going to fall off the face of the planet that Wash is gone. They know what they need to do and how to get their work in. Uh, but even Alex said it, you know, it's a big loss. No matter how mm-hmm. you how you shape it, it's just it's a big loss for us, but at the same time, super happy for him. So that then brings the question up of obviously we got to talk a little roster moves with Alex but there's some big holes for he and and Snit to fill on that staff now too and listen there's still big league opening managerial openings out there as of us taping this I mean could Walt be fill one of those roles you you don't know I Mm -hmm. mean Dana Brown uh, I, I'm just listening. Is we've been doing the show a while now. Dana's also been on this uh, show, I believe. That's right. So behind and, the Braves, and we guess, had Walt on, right? We had Walt on. Yeah. So behind hey, the Braves, Eddie on. We've had Eddie. Behind the Braves, alumni are just all spread across Major League <laughs> Baseball now. So if you want to, you want to keep advancing in this industry, uh, you got to come right. on this show. Well, I, but, I got a perspective. Um, when I think about people leaving, I don't think it's. I think it's great for them because they're leaving because they're getting an opportunity. But I also think when you lose, and specifically in the way that we lost, I think there needs to be change, right? And it doesn't mean that Wash did anything or EY did anything or, you know, the players that, you know, we chose not to exercise their option. Sometimes you just need to, you got to shake it up, right? And and, uh, that this staff's been together a while. And you'd think that when you're successful, which I would say this team has been, then changes are going to occur because people are going to want to tap into that, right? And of course, Perry, being a you know a former Brave, he he knows exactly what he's getting with Wash and EY. And but I think for us, it's probably a good thing because there needs to be a reset button. Okay, guys, we didn't win, and this happens in every team. It happened in teams that I was on. I was one of those things that happened because in '96, after the World Series, we didn't win. I got traded. You know, there was a little bit of contract. There was a little bit of, you know, um, it really wasn't about what the team needed. It was more about, you know, my contract. But there again, it's good for those things to happen because you need to reformulate, right? Everybody needs to know when you don't win, things have to happen. Things have to change. So now things are changing uh, kind of organically because those guys are leaving, going to a better place. But, you know, we didn't exercise those options. So guys got cut, basically. And now we've got to bring in new guys. And so Alex has got to kind of rethink what what is it that I need to do to make this team better mentally, better in the bullpen, better on the starting staff, you know, whatever it is, coaching staff, you're going to have a new team basically when you come to spring training. And that's not a bad thing, right? Because obviously we didn't win the World Series, so something needs to change a little bit. And so naturally those things are occurring, which is good for us. But then also he's going to have to add some pieces. So it's going to be a really interesting offseason. 
It really will be. So well, let's let's dive into that. So I know what I'm looking at for if I'm in Alex's shoes. And as if, if you listen to us for a long time here on Behind the Braves, you know that while Greg and I work here, we don't uh, we don't have uh, <laughs> Alex's office bugged. So a lot of these uh, when we're talking speculating about roster decisions and that sort of thing, it's just our opinions on the matter. As really as Braves fans, that's kind of the fan hat side of us. So. That being said, if Alex I'm, may want, he may listen to the show. He's been on the show multiple times. He has been. He may, you know, may get to a point where he's like, I really don't know what to do. Maybe I need to listen to Greg and Ricky and see what they say. Well, in that case, Alex, <laughs> go sign Aaron Nola or Jordan Montgomery, one of these guys. No, I think that's where I would start. I mm-hmm. think starting pitching. Obviously, picked up Charlie Morton's option, which I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy Charlie's coming back. I think that's a stabilizing force in the rotation. For me, my number one goal, if I'm in Alex's shoes now, is I need to go get another starting pitcher. And for me, this is just me personally, Ricky talking here, I want a guy that's a top two starter or top three, meaning he's going to be – yeah. You're going to slot him in one, two, or three we in need your rotation. Three. Uh, can I just say one thing? Sure. How in the world does Spencer Strider not make it as a finalist for the Cy Young? I – I mean, who is out there? Who is voting on this? I, Matt Olson wasn't a finalist for an LMVP either, so I'm I'm I can throw my hands up. I don't know. I, I well, you know, here's the thing: they don't sit there and go. The, the, the writers vote once, right? And then there's a list of here's what it is. So yeah. this whole finalist thing yeah. is really just a yeah. Promotional, I just want to know who that is. Yeah. Who's determining the finalist? I mean, I get it. It's Fre- th- Freddie Freeman is phenomenal. Yeah, Mookie Betts is phenomenal, and I, I can see the MVP because you could put Matt, and there could be four finalists. How does Spencer Strider not be in the top uh, three of that? I looked at that list and I went, "Really? What are you looking at?" I mean, I don't. I just didn't get that. So, anyway, um, there's a lot of that stuff I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, it's not like that. That's a fan vote or anything. This be, right. these are people supposed to know something, right? I'm with you. And I, I just, that was the one thing that baffled me. I mean, I get Matt could be right there interchangeable with Freddie and Mookie. It doesn't matter. Uh, Ronald should be running away with it. He should. So it didn't matter who's second, third, and fourth. But Cy Young's different. Right. Cy Young, I don't see how Strider is not either number one or number two in that list, but not even to be, to be number four or five. I just saw that and I'm, I was laughing because I'm thinking, who in the world was doing that? Well, sometimes in these awards, me as a a diehard Metallica fan, uh, Metallica once lost the Best Heavy Metal Grammy Award to Jethro Tull. (laughs) Now, (laughs) the flautist, the flautist. (laughs) Sometimes things just happen in these award show awards voting things that make no sense whatsoever. Dolly Parton was asked to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? What kind of sense does that make? Uh. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has evolved into really, It's I think it's turning into more of a uh, music hall Just of fame. Just call it Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. But I mean, that's yeah. not, when I saw it back in the 90s, it was truly a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. And it was amazing. Now it's a money grab. You got to pay 50 grand to get in there oh, yeah. to do that. And But I mean, they just put, I mean, it's like, it's a joke, but. And then there's and then there's actual rock and roll bands that aren't in there. Like I'm a huge. Yeah, motor, because they didn't want to spend 50 grand. I'm a huge Motorhead fan. You know, yeah. The Great Lemmy. Uh, they're not. I, uh, yeah, yeah. This is. We could get on our soapboxes, but I could get on my soapbox about award shows. I'm getting so. 
But you would think award. this is a little bit different. You it's not on an award show. I mean, you would think that the people who are voting on Cy Young would have a clue. I'm sure Braves Country felt the same way when they saw that. I'm sure they did. If if for some if somehow Ronald Acuna doesn't win MVP, there will be there's going to be some kind of rebellion amongst Braves Country and Braves fans and yeah. us too probably. Yeah. And that's no disrespect to Mookie and Freddie. It's just Ronald. It's just not even close. Yeah, I know. Somebody asked me the other day, "What do we do if you know we're we're anticipating Ronald's going to win the mm-hmm. MVP, and of course we're going to." In my area here of the business and social media and marketing, we want to blow that out of the water and have sure. a lot of fun with that and play into it. I mean, just celebrate it. And we're going to celebrate it in, the, in as many ways as we can. Mm-hmm. And really, well, I said it, blow it out of the water for, for not just the night it gets announced, but for, for a while. Um, and somebody told asked me the other day, like, what are we going to do if he doesn't win? I said, we're going to riot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Well, I mean, when you set a record that nobody has ever set before, how do you not win? Yeah, you know, he should. Yeah, he should. Let's. But I guess you know, a, there's always that one guy that you know. It's kind of like the Hall of, Hall of Fame. It's like I'm not voting for Maddox. You know, he's there's no way he's a first ballot because Sandy Koufax wasn't a first ballot, ballot Hall of Famer, so I can't vote for Maddox. You know, yeah. that kind of nonsense. I think most but, of the time that because that is the that's the that's the line of thinking they give us every time for mm-hmm. that. I always think that's just the, a nice little way of saying, well, I want some attention on me. And I want to be. Oh, yeah. a, I want to be a con- That's contrarian. Right. That's right. So they could say that all they want and plead their case, but really, it's just it's a look at me thing, mm-hmm. in my my opinion. Yeah. So all right. Well, anyways, I, <laughs> I don't. Where I don't know. were we? <laughs> uh, give me Sunny Gray. That's where I'm at. I, oh, okay. I, that's that's actually as I would love to have Aaron Nola, Jordan Montgomery, one of those guys. Uh, Montgomery very impressed me a whole lot. I, I, watching him pitch, I think he would fit in wonderfully with our team. I'm trying to be a little more realistic about where I think Alex and team will go and how, and then looking at the track history of how they spend the team's money on mm-hmm. payroll. Obviously, Alex is responsible, I think, of a, of a GM as you're going to find yeah. in the game or in sports, really. So to that end, but also knowing that I think you need to go get one of these guys that, can, that you know is going to be in that... Two or probably two or th- second or third starter range. Uh, Sonny Gray is who I would look at again. Mm-hmm. I want to. I know I already said. What do you this, like about him? Veteran. I, I really just looking at the numbers the last few years. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan I of what he's done. I haven't watched him pitch a lot, so I can't really speak very intelligently about what I've seen him. Nola, of course, I've seen for ten years, and and um, you know, he's he's somebody that. And then I watched Montgomery, you know, pitch during the playoffs, and I just don't see Texas letting him go. They got plenty of money, and um, and I, I they'd be stupid not to re-sign him. But uh, and Nola, I feel that kind of way about the Phillies. He's going to spend his whole career there. They got plenty of money. I don't know why they would feel like there's any reason to get rid of him or something new, but because he certainly, I mean, yeah, he had one bad game at the end. I guess you can call it bad, but other than that, he was lights out. So I see those guys kind of staying. Sonny Gray, I don't really know much about him, so I can't. And he seemed to have bounced around a little bit, right? A little bit, but he's really found his footing here in recent years. And he, well, I mean, with teams, oh, he's yeah, been yeah. with different no, teams, and that's what I mean. He's, yeah. he's he's really found. I think he's he's kind of solidified himself, and he has bounced around a little bit, and it took him a little bit longer. Some guys that yeah. I feel like take, Charlie Morton's a great example yeah. of a guy that it it took him 
a while to kind of first half of his career was really rocky and the second half has been he's been lights been out great yeah, yeah. so uh sunny gray so for just for this year he's with the twins 279 era i think it was the second best in the al probably will receive some cy young votes although as we just established a minute ago we we're probably not the best <laughs> to, to, to figure out who will actually get the that's votes right. as opposed to who deserves them but that's neither here nor there um but he was an all-star healthy numbers were were good i just think he for where now he's a little older 34 but I feel like he kind of fits that Charlie Morton mold of um, yeah. he'll, he'll be within our price range. I hope that's that's the, the you never know what these price range things. And well, by the way, something not related to us because I don't think Shohei Otani's coming here. But that contract that he uh, gets will be the most fascinating maybe we've ever seen in the history of this game. I yeah. can't wait to see how it all plays out. Well, isn't there another Japanese pitcher that's coming out? Uh, they listed him on a free yes, agent list. Uh, Yamamoto and I've. Don't I? I apologize for not having his first name on the tip of my tongue here, but he is also going to get a, a lot of money. So I like Sonny Gray, but there's you know there's some other guys, Michael Walker, uh, the few guys just that I think could fall in our range that I'm okay with. But Sonny Gray is who I would like. So that's that's where I would start. Already kind of solidified. I think you need to go get a, another reliever too. But bringing back Joe Jimenez and Pierce Johnson, getting that done right off the bat, mm-hmm. I think that was huge so that's just kind of i love that he went ahead and did that alex went ahead and did that because it's like all right before free agency even begins i'm just trying to shore up this part or at least help solidify this part so that it's hopefully we can focus on these other needs when we get there i think left field is another interesting area to look at of course with declining eddie rosario's option i'll tell you what i think of all i think what i would do is i think vaughn grissom is already a major league hitter and he has been one for a while, and he hasn't had a position. I would start. I would. I would get Vaughn. I would start playing Vaughn and left, getting him reps now. If he can hit, which he can, he is a big league hitter now. I'll. I'll say that. And and again, I he has been for a while. Great numbers at Gwinnett. I mean, great numbers at Gwinnett this year. And by all accounts, people I've talked to, he's ready to be a hitter now. I'm looking at this more of if you've got an X amount of money that you can spend on your roster and starting pitching to me needs to be an area where you spend a good majority of it of what you have left to spend. Where do I save some of that money? I think I save it in left field by putting Vaughn in left. Putting somebody in left field that can hit but they don't have a position elsewhere that's not a new concept or anything that's been done for a long time that was what uh when chipper tore his acl klesko. yeah klesko that was that's been when austin right oh sorry greg and i are just kicking each other's feet here under my desk <laughs> or i'm kicking his feet that's what we uh, austin riley when he came up in 2019 oh, yeah. that's right that's pl- right having never really played over there and we got him and left just because he was you know he could hit so i think that's where i would go but really for me I, I, that's number one thing is we need another legit starting pitcher. Yes, we had the best team in baseball all this year, in large part because of the incredible offense. If you look back at the rotation, I mean, look how Max was out for a lot of the year. Kyle Wright out pretty much the whole year. All these things, all these pieces you were counting on weren't there. We still won a lot of games, but for me, that's the number one thing. You can't, you can't go into another year. Yeah. If I was to characterize the playoffs. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In the World Series, I would say that, to me, what stood out the most was um, amazing bullpen um, performance. When you think about um, the Rangers, they hit. They had timely hitting. So did Arizona. But you think about between the Phillies... The Rangers, Arizona, all their bullpens were lights out. And um, so that, to me, this this day and age, that cannot be a question mark, right? Because the starting pitchers are not pitching nine innings. Uh, they're lucky to pitch six. So that means, and sometimes five, it got to be five, it seemed like, in the playoffs. So that means that your bullpen has to be just as good as your starting staff because they're pitching half the game and they're doing it every night. So um, so I think to me that stood out. Um, well, look at what the 21 Braves did. Yeah. You had the night shift. Oh, yeah. yeah, they were, they were nobody touched them. And they between were between Matzik and. They were all, Will Smith was, yeah. he couldn't touch him. Luke Jackson. AJ. They I mean, were great. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think I think that is still so is yes we do need one spot a number 3 guy. I think we've got 1 2 4 and 5, but we need a number 3 that's equally as good as Strider and and uh Max. But um and of course, you know, cuz Kyle, we don't know if he's coming back. He's he's out all he's next out year. He's out all next year. So yep. therefore um <clears throat> you know, that's ends up being two years he's basically out right um so now you have to have a bullpen that can match those those five starters and and uh you know we probably have a couple pieces in there that we still need yeah so that's to me that's all the more reason i'm looking at how much i'm saving as much money as i can in left field but yeah you don't need i mean this lineup could you could throw it out there exactly i mean you could put ozuna in left and and dh you know your catcher and um you know travis and and you're perfectly fine yeah and you just concentrate fully on the couple pieces in the bullpen and one starting pitcher and what else do you have to do you had the best that lineup's not changing right you had the best lineup in in baseball so uh, you got if you just focused on three people 
Yeah. I mean, you you put and and even if you put all in on, I um, mean, you're not gonna have to go all in on a third starter, right? But you got to get somebody who's you know who's pretty good and you're gonna have to spend some money. Yeah, you're not. You're not but you're you not, got it. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, got you got it. it. Yeah, you got not, it. And it's not a whole. Doesn't seem like it's a whole lot to have to go get, right? Right. Doesn't seem like it in to terms me. of a list, just quantity. No. Yeah. And, and then mean, it's just playing out the market to where it, it can land you can land one of the people like the people right. personnel that you're you're targeting or at least somebody that fits the the mode you think of what it's you're harder for. to trade for somebody or to get one of these free agents because i think there's plenty of free agents out there that you could get one of those guys of course every list has the giants the phillies and the yankees is getting every free agent right we know right. that they can't get every one of them but do you think it's harder for alex to trade or you think it's harder for him to get a free agent I think currently I'm. I have no idea. Is my honest answer. I think my guess would be. Currently, as things currently stand here today in November of 2023, harder to trade, in the sense that the farm our farm system isn't highly ranked, and that's when it all comes down. Now I think our farm system, as we keep seeing year in and year out it's producing which is mm-hmm. what matters that's what matters to us it is producing players that can fill a serviceable spot on the big league roster and that's what it's all about i feel like when it gets into trades that's when you get into this prospects and prospect rankings and you got to get a a haul back so maybe because the the resources via like in terms of rankings and all that stuff aren't there maybe what they were a year or two ago and going back further, even though in previous years, that being said, it, in the free agent market, you've got X amount of money to spend. If the market, for whatever reason, goes way crazier than you thought for the area that mm-hmm. you're looking at, if starters right. are getting way more than everybody had had them projected to get, then all of a sudden, well, maybe maybe trade is the way to go here. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like it's just in the way it all plays out. I I would guess it's a little harder to trade right now. Also, too, with more teams now able to make the postseason and more teams in the hunt for a lot longer, I feel like, generally speaking, trading is maybe a little harder because there's less teams that are willing to give up their tradable assets i don't know i'm i'm speculating a little bit on that one but do you think alex views charlie as our number three and bryce as our number four and then you look at some of those young guys as being the number five that don't pitch all the time and then that way all you have to do is focus on the bullpen could be but i i I don't know i don't want to I mean, I clearly, tell you. clearly, when you got two of your studs hurt, so Kyle and Charlie both get hurt, and now we're left with some issues in September and October. That hurts. You don't know, and then Max is out most of the year, so that really put us behind the eight ball, and we still had the best record in baseball. Yeah. So, if you are you going to assume that that's not going to happen again? That you're not going to miss three starters, and you've got you know these guys all year, and then um, you know so is Charlie still truly a number three? Is Bryce really a number four? And then can Smith Sharver be you know uh, a number five? You know or, or some of these other guys that we know that you know that have been trying to trying to make it. 
I want to go into spring training not with a bunch of guys fighting for the fifth spot, but I want to go in there with a guy that has the fifth spot and somebody else in order to win the job. They have to outperform them. I can't speak for Alex. I know how I view it. I've got Max and Spencer as my one and two, or Spencer and Max. I'm not to me either one A and one B. Mm-hmm. Either is my ace. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm good either way on that one. Charlie, at this point, I look at as an excellent four. If I if I want a number four star, that's I, Charlie. Love it. Mm-hmm. I I want somebody else in there at three. That's and that's what I'm harping on. And so I would. I mean, pencil- what about Ian? You got Ian. Will he be competing for the fifth spot? Well, and see, that's the thing. I, there's all these questions. Yeah. I want all these question marks. Soroka, as of now, is still still on the roster. Smith Shaver, who you mentioned, Ian's coming off of in- injury. I want all these guys competing for a, a spot for when mm-hmm. it opens up, but I don't want to rely on all these yeah. guys. Like well, too many the, question marks. Whoever the winner of that is, yeah. you know. I mean, if you go, and get you got a, a Dylan Dodd, you got Jared Schuster, you got all these guys. I want all of them on the depth chart. I want it all moved back a spot, essentially. Mm-hmm. I want one and two. I want to slot somebody in there at the three spot and move everybody else down a slot. That's well, what I want. Yeah, if you if you go get a, a true number two or number three, you're golden outside of injury, but then you have some backup, right? If you don't right. have that, then you still then you got a bunch of question marks. You know, can Charlie pitch a whole season without being make it through the whole playoffs without being injured you know he's 40 years old so um you you know at some point you don't know he's gonna have to have some time off or whatever but it just makes life a little different when you when you go out and you get a solid guy like a Sonny gray or you know somebody like that and then you're really your attention just turns to the bullpen two solid pieces in the bullpen and and um, I don't know how you wouldn't be super excited about this team again, but um, I don't know if they feel that way or not. But it, it, it sure seems like that, that would be a, an incredible answer if you could sign a free agent pitcher. I agree. So that's my dream offseason is you go get a legit number three, maybe number borderline number two starting pitcher. You spend some money get that or trade however you do it but just have that get that slot filled and then i'm looking at getting one more bullpen piece those guys aren't cheap these days either Mm -hmm. and then i go whatever i have i have anything left over then i'm looking at maybe like a vet or two that can complement or supplement let's let's go with that von grissom in left field thing and alex has even said that's one option they're looking at i still want to have some 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 insurance there mm-hmm. if for whatever reason that doesn't work again i got i'm 100 percent sold that that vaughn can hit at this level and if that is the case and i look again I, by alex saying publicly vaughn and left is is an option they're looking at i think that validates what i'm saying mm-hmm. that he is a big league hitter if he can hit put him in left i'm good with that that's fine but still have whatever money you got left over Obviously, you have to save some for middle of the season and trades, which Alex always does, and he and his staff have done a great job of that over the years. But then I, I would still want to have somebody. You're gonna need some veteran guys. You need a well, you need a Kevin Pillar or an Adam Duvall or maybe you we know got those guys. Yeah, they're gonna maybe, be through the career. Maybe uh, I, like I don't know what what kind of money Jock Peterson will get. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing guys out there that are free mm-hmm. agents that you could supplement that outfield with. So. It'll be interesting. This is how I know I've fully, I think, recovered from the end of this season is that I love 
hot stove season. I mm-hmm. love just I love reading all the rumors, you know, and seeing all the the writers out there putting what they're overhearing, and then trying to decipher what's crap and what's real and what's being fed to them by an agent. You know, like it's it's all fun to me. What's Mister O'Brien saying? Well, what are all these guys saying? Yeah, <laughs> what's Bo, what's Bo got to yeah, say? Yeah, we're gonna have to have Bo on. Yeah, we get do. To, get the latest scoop. I agree. I agree. So. Fun time of year. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, it's good to be back, buddy. It's good to uh, start a new, start a new, actually. We, after the end of that season, we're like, you know what? Let's just, let's just all wait for the rest of the postseason to end and then we'll reset and feel refreshed, re-energized and ready to go. And that's how we're feeling here in the office. And hopefully y'all are feeling that way out there too. Yeah. Braves country. Well, I know speaking of great Braves country, we are full blown into uh, our youth initiative, Braves country baseball and softball. We met with uh, our advisory board last night with all of our park presidents and we have over 14,000 members signed up right wow. now. That's represents 25 parks and uh, we're off to a great start and we're super excited about uh, what t- 2024 is going to look like with our new uh, youth league and and, um, you know, opening day in March and, and uh, you know, ages 5 to 12. So, anyway, if you guys are interested, I would love to have you check it out. Go to braves.com slash bcbs and uh, see what we're doing. Um, shoot me an email and love to talk to you about it. But we uh, we are real excited about what's going to happen in, in uh, next year with getting our uh, – our league up off the ground pretty amazing work you guys are doing we're gonna it's a lot of fun we're gonna blink and it's gonna be march 1st and yeah. oh i know you're gonna be off and running it's gonna be great well we're gonna blink first we're gonna wake up and you're gonna be in northport at fantasy camp there then we you're go. gonna blink again and then you're gonna <laughs> yeah, be that's right march 1st getting brace country that baseball is true fantasy camp always rolls around quick and yeah. the, the the guys are um always super excited i think they're already been doing q a's on facebook and if you're interested being fantasy camp they have a facebook group called brace fantasy camp and they do q a's and they're all fired up and ready to roll cool I, well, I'm a member of that group. And I definitely enjoy <laughs> yeah, seeing too. what everybody's talking about. It's a year long. It, it, the conversation never stops there. It's year round. So it's great. Well, it's great. We're, we're so happy to be back. Uh, we're really looking forward to 2024 season already. Again, I think it, it kicks off now. The free agency starts, hot stove starts. It's a new year. It's a new season for us. So we're really excited to have you with us for another one. Uh, so for Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you next time on Behind the Braves. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.